The Nashville Predators fall to the Philadelphia Flyers in a weird game. Overall, we'll break down the game, plus a trade deadline takeaway we are taking away from last night's loss, plus history made for the Nashville Predators. Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg get closer to setting records and break a 14-season streak in the process. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. And it's Friday, which means Anne's got cookies for her Preds Player of the Week. Good luck picking one after last night's game. We'll try. It's coming up today on Locked On Predators. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck. Right. So, uh, the yeah. Predators versus the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. First, How about that? I guess. Yay, Claude Giroux. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was nice. I'm glad that you got nice. to celebrate Claude Giroux Day before basically being traded somewhere. Um so so good for <laughs> you, bud. Glad the Predators could uh provide that. Uh yeah, this game last night was something. Uh Predators went down three to one in the Flyers. They battled back in the second period to tie it, took the lead. In the third, looked like they had it one, and then the Flyers scored two quick goals right at the end to win the game. And as is tradition, start us off with mm-hmm. your one word to describe last night's loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. So I went through my Rolodex of words that aren't naughty in our house, and so eliminated a lot of those, even though I felt like they would be appropriate. Uh, So my one word to describe the game is emotional maturity. And I feel like this game showed a lack of emotional maturity when it comes to the Nashville Predators. And one of the things that John Hines says over and over again is you don't get too high, you don't get too low. And I feel like this team struggles when they start feeling overconfident, when they get a little bit too high. I think it's a, it's kind of managing the emotions. And last night was a very emotional game. Like you said, Claude Giroux, thousandth NHL game. He's also leaving. He didn't travel with their team to Ottawa. So we know he's headed somewhere else. So big feelings in Philly, but you've got to be able to execute despite big feelings. So for me, this was a game that showed just a, a, a lapse in emotional maturity for this team. You know what would be funny is after all of that, you know, Claude Giroux has the emotional night, uh, gets his 1,000th game with a flyer, kind of a farewell, and then he, like, doesn't get traded at the deadline. <laughs> like, Chuck Fletcher just That would come, be like if... Yeah, Chuck yeah, Fletcher just, mind. like, comes out and is like, well, you know, we didn't really get any pieces we wanted, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're just hanging around with Claude for another year, hope we can maybe re-sign him, <laughs> we'll see how it goes, and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, awkward. 
Totally. That would be like if Pecorine decided to come back after all those people gave him that amazing send off that you just had to do. So it was perfect. And then he was like, no, I'll come back. But yeah, yeah didn't. Um, so yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. It was also yes. my 33rd birthday. And come on. In the spirit of both of those things, last night's game was drunk. <laughs> It was a game. Oh, I love it so much. It was a game that looks like it stumbled out of Rippies, uh, heading to Honky Tonk mm -hmm. Central at two in the morning, confused, no direction which yes. way it goes. You have no idea what you just did the entire four hours prior. You don't know where you're going to mm -hmm. wind up after this, um, and you don't know anybody you've interacted with throughout the night. This was like mm -hmm. that in hockey game form. Um, yes. it, re it reminded me of just like, like a chaotic beer league game where it was just, yes. just to continue the drunk theme. Um, yeah, <laughs> where it was just like ever like random people scoring, uh, we'll get, we'll get to the Phil Myers moment in just a second. Um, but it was just, you know, random scoring, like random contributions from everywhere, you know, the Preds absolutely collapsing to start the second period. Uh, but then, you know, coming back with some of their best hockey to tie it and then just, you know, chaos at the end. And, you know, I think I looked at the like total shots. It was like 33 for the flyers, 34 for the flyers. I mean, they're uh, 34 for the Preds. And it was just like back and forth the entire night, mm -hmm. um, you know, random, you know, sort of breakouts and weird broken plays. It was just like, yeah, I got, I got no other word to describe of what I just watched last night. Uh, <laughs> then drunk because wow. Yeah. It, it was so, it was like Miley Cyrus party in the USA karaoke drunk. That's how, that's how bad this game was. I think you have absolutely nailed it with your one word. This game was drunk. I thought you were going to go with like Miley Cyrus 2013, the 23 song and uh, what uh, else you do that The year? only other one was, I know is Crazy Wrecking Miley. Ball. Yeah. Well, I respect Crazy Miley, but yeah, I mean, it just feels like off-key party in the USA to me. Like, we're trying to have a really great time, but it is falling so flat. It was bad, folks. It was just, if you didn't watch the game, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I don't know yeah. how to follow that up other than, yeah, this is this is a game the Preds probably should have won going into mm -hmm. it. I mean, the Flyers are, yes. are bad. Um, when you break them down, I mean, they're one of the three worst teams in the NHL right now. Um, mm -hmm. They got their own issues that they're going to have to tackle even past this deadline. Like, they're going to have a lot of work to do. And the Predators are yes. in the middle of a playoff hunt. And you think the Preds would be the ones that come in focused. Now, you know, it's obviously the Flyers, it was a big emotional night for them. You know, they're going to obviously throw everything they have on the table for Claude Giroux, of course. Um, they mantled, they manage the emotions of the night better. And we kind of talked about yes. that um, back when, you know, the Preds retired Pekka's number and followed it up with like the stadium series. How, you know, sometimes when it's like kind of like a, like a special week 
you know, there's something that's mm-hmm. kind of not just the norm of every game, everyday game. There's like something hanging over it, some event or whatever. Um, it can be challenging for teams to kind of focus in and be like, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a normal regular game. Um, the flyers mm-hmm. manage that very well. In fact, not only they manage that, they're able to kind of harness the weirdness of it and put it to ice. And uh, yeah, the, the Preds just couldn't match up with them. Well, and it was weird. Like you said, I really feel like uh, the Flyers were able to, to use that and capitalize on kind of the bigness of the moment. And Nashville came in and seemed very thrown by it. And I think one of the things that they've talked about is playing their game and sticking to their identity. And they just couldn't get to that. And the Flyers are a team where the Nashville Predators playing to their identity, where the Predators should be very successful, not just because the Flyers you know, are struggling this year. But I think, you know, when you look at how Nashville plays, this is a team that they should be able to beat playing to their identity. And they just couldn't get to it. They were so thrown off by what I think has to be maybe the emotional energy in the room or something. And I don't know if it's an overconfidence thing, if when they start to feel confident in their abilities, they forget to focus on their execution, you know, It just was, and it wasn't even just one area where they struggled. They really struggled in a number of areas to execute well. And so it was really a difficult game to watch and a disappointing game for Nashville Predators fans, for sure. Yeah, uh, there's an interesting question that comes out of it. Uh, that we want to talk about in just a second, though. Uh, But first, I want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. In a lot of cases, even better than a candy bar. They'll help you stick to your New Year's resolutions to eat healthy while also keeping you full all day long. If you haven't tried the Puffs, that's something you're going to want to test out. Uh, They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. Uh, They're fluffy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They taste like some of those marshmallow eggs you get around Easter, which are some of my favorite. Uh, But they come in a lot of different flavors. They come in cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Uh, Little Birdie told me they're testing out a uh, brownie batter puff. Um, So that is something uh, that you are going to want to try yourself, especially because Built Bars are not only a treat, they're also healthy. All Built Bars are low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, but high in protein. Uh, If you're not a fan of marshmallow, don't worry. They got plenty of regular flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, cherry barcia, peanut butter brownie, and plenty more. They have a uh, shamrock shake type flavor coming out this year for St. Patrick's Day and the month of March. In fact, they have a bunch of new flavors coming out every month. Lots of limited time deals. So be sure to check the website often to see what's new. You can do that by going to built.com. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's right. Tell them we sent you. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, we're talking about this Predators versus Flyers game. Of course, the Predators look like they had it won um, right at the end. And the Flyers with two Mm -hmm. quick goals right in the last five minutes of the game. That was the the turning point. And you had a very – when we were doing planning for the show, 
posed a very interesting question. Yeah, this one kept me up last night. So, you know, this was a really difficult loss for the Nashville Predators, but there were some big moments for the Predators franchise in this game. So we had Roman Yossi surpassing the single season assist record. You have Philip Forsberg tying the uh, record for goals in a single season. Matthew Shane is right on his heels for that. Tanner Janot surpassed Shea Weber for uh, hits in a single season with 213. You have these players really reaching these amazing record-setting milestones. You have a fourth line that's developing really well coming along. So my question is, you look at this team, you look at the records that are being set. Why is this team in the playoff hunt? How do you have a team that has individuals performing as well as the Nashville Predators have? You look at this roster, you have just records being set here, there, and everywhere. Um, and yet this is a team that's still hunting for a playoff spot. Make it make sense to me, Nick. Make it make sense. Amen. Amen to that. And I wish I could make it make sense to you. Um, <laughs> but I feel I feel like that is like, begging your therapist to answer all of life's questions for you. Uh, some things we're just going to have to figure out on your own, right? <laughs> you know, oh, when... it's, so, it's so painful. Well, so I've been trying to find this tweet and I can't remember who tweeted mm -hmm. it or who retweeted it. So uh, if you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, uh, be sure to tweet us at LO underscore predators and let us know. Uh, but it was basically somebody coming out with like a Stanley cup checklist and what they did was like, mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit last week where um, they kind of went through like the past decade or so of Stanley Cup winners and basically kind of made a common thread of everything those Cup winners had. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, when you looked at it, the Preds had pretty much all of them except for like one, which was like, you know, a first line quality winger who plays on your second line you know, kind of talking about depth. Right. That's kind of, I think, the only thing the Preds don't really have right now. The Preds mm -hmm. had all of them, and you're right. They're in a hunt for a playoff spot instead of being one of the best teams in the NHL. And it really does seem, and like they're shooting themselves in the foot. A lot of this just seems self-inflicted, and that's kind of a theme we've talked about for the Nashville Predators, especially over the past month or so where the record has kind of fallen, um, you know, even, even with this Philadelphia loss, they're kind of a little bit better now, but this kind of was a throwback mm -hmm. to, you know, back in February um, where the Preds were playing good, you know, yes. they're like playing 95% of the game lights out hockey, but then they just do something dumb. You know, they take, mm -hmm. they start taking very needless penalties. Um, they make awful decisions with the puck. There is one in particular last night that led directly to the first goal. Um, yes. Sloppy play, I would say at the end, led to the last two goals. Yes. And there's just, you know, it's just like one thing. And sometimes it's hockey. Like we talked about, um, you know, earlier this week when the Preds beat, um, God, who did we beat? It has been a long week, it's, hasn't it? Anaheim Ducks. I'm, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, That's it. We're still hungover from last night's game, Nick. That's this is yeah. our excuse. Yes, the game. The game is what we're hungover for. The game. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we talked about that where it's like the Preds, you know, made some mistakes but got away with it. You know, they still got that mm-hmm. four to one win. Um this time they didn't. This time they capitalized. Like the the Flyers capitalized on their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of been the theme for the Nashville Predators when they're sliding is they're playing well. Uh, like Matthias Eckholm had that famous quote. He doesn't think there's anything wrong with like their game, like the foundation of their game, which you could argue mm-hmm. there was in past seasons. What's frustrating about this year is they finally, finally have all of those big pieces on paper firing on all cylinders Everything they needed to go right to be a good team is going right. But then it's just like games like this, where it's just big pockets of self-inflicted, falling asleep at the wheel type of hockey. And it's hurting the Nashville Predators. And I hope, I hope it doesn't jeopardize their chances of going to the postseason because, boy... This is a this is that a waste. would be devastating. This this would be a waste, depending on how mm-hmm. the team is playing. Yeah, it would be devastating. And again, you look at the components of this team, and I would agree with what you said. You know, in the Anaheim game, in some games where the Predators have won, you see pockets where they kind of get off of their game. This game against the Flyers, the whole first two periods, the Predators just could not get to their game. I think we saw them play more to that identity in the beginning of the third period where they made this comeback. They finally got their first lead of the game. And then it just sort of crumbled again. And when you have players who are clearly executing at the top of their game and in so many areas, uh, you know, you have Roman Yossi playing great on defense. Uh, You have Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne just lighting it up offensively. Um, You know, they have a good power play. The Predators have a good power play. How in the name of which is rare, we not run with this run yeah. with this this is a this is amazing why are, is this team struggling to get a playoff spot and i just i think it has to be some sort of a, a mental component because all of the pieces are there and yet there is just maybe a, a competitive maturity kind of thing going on where it's hard for them to I, I don't know. I I really I know that the team has a sports psychologist, and I am guessing she is having a field day with this because it is just baffling to have a team with the talent that this team has. Finally, they you know they've come so far, even from last year. Uh, there, so many things are going well. Why are you losing to the Philadelphia Flyers? Why 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 yeah. are you struggling to get a playoff spot? Why, just why? Just why existential questions of hockey. (laughs) I think that's the thing that's going to be printed on Predators t-shirts from here on out (laughs) going forward. Just why? Just why? Just why? Why? Um, Some a takeaway from the game last night. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this in the politest, most non-inflammatory way possible. 
I believe the Predators need to get a defenseman at the trade deadline. That will preach. And, and I yes. think you're seeing where I'm going with this without mm -hmm. having to call any certain particular people out. Because I Correct. don't want to turn certain people into a punching bag. But Absolutely. when Matt Benning and or Mark Borvietsky, or in this case, both, have not been in mm -hmm. the lineup, there is a notable drop in quality when it comes yes. to the depth of your defense. Now, part yes. of it... Part of that is just because Benning and Borowiecki are having spectacular years. They um, really are. They have had very consistent years. Now, I will say, I do think there's people on the bottom line who have had really good pockets of good play this mm -hmm. season. But it hasn't been consistent enough to Correct. warrant... I guess the best way to say it was I don't look at the overall resume and say, I, you know, if we suddenly lost Dante Fabro or Alex Carrier or Matt Benning oh, in the postseason, we would be comfortable with you stepping in and playing a bigger role. I think there's a, a drop off in um, experience and ability um, and, and ability, I think, develops with experience between your top six when you think of Boro and Benning being in this game and who you have coming in when they're out. And I had our good friend Brian Baston from On the Forecheck. He was so great and pulled some charts for me about Boro and Benning and how they've performed. And this is a third pairing that, you know, it struggled last season, but but this is a third pairing that's really been a good third pairing for the Nashville Predators this year. And with them out, there's a there's a void in the talent. And the third pairings have had limited time as they've stepped in. They, you know, they haven't had near as much ice time as what I think Boro and Benning typically would have. Um, but there's a drop-off. And I think if the Predators are serious about making a run to the playoffs, they're going to have to shore that up. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would agree with you. Even as much as I desperately want Phil Kessel, I really think they need to get a defenseman before Monday at three o'clock first. Yeah. And it's not necessarily a replacement for Boro or Benning, but I no. think you need like extra insurance, like somebody who you could justifiably put on that bottom six pair. Um, and you know what, if, yes. you, if you get somebody on the market, um, you know, who, who's, you know, maybe top four caliber on a, on a bad team um, mm -hmm. who can be in your top six, then the worst case, that that happens is Borvietsky and this new person and Benning kind of rotate in and out rotate. and have really good pockets of play, whoever's in there. Um, although yes. I will say, I will say last night, Philip Myers getting his first goal as a predator Come on. in front of the Philadelphia crowd um, was just here for that. This is when I was talking about the game being drunk. Uh, this is this is kind of what I was talking about. Yeah, this was a shot 
yeah, this was a shot. Um, and I loved his reaction, his little like, yay. You know, you could tell he was excited about that. But yeah, so interesting. That's the word we'll use. So interesting on the defensive end where the predators are at, especially when they don't have Boro and Benning. And I, I think it's a huge loss for this team. And it's definitely something they have to address if they're serious about taking this team into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, hey, mm -hmm. good hockey stuff. We had some history, multiple bits of history set last night, including the end of a bizarrely long, unique streak in the NHL. Love it. We're going to talk about that in a second. But first, you know, we do have to talk about our friends at Bet Online. Have March Madness starting up my bracket. We're not going to talk about that. But it is the time of year again with College Basketball's tournament upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts yeah so a unique streak broken for the nashville predators last night uh first off roman yossi we have to honor him because mm -hmm. he has officially passed paul korea's record for most assists in a season for the Nashville Predators, he had a three-point game, three assists. He is now at 55 on the season. That is the new Predators record. So everybody give That's a round amazing. of applause for Roman Yossi. Amazing. Yes, polite polite yep. golf applause there. Golf clap. Uh, we yep. also had uh, Philip Forsberg, who got his 32nd goal, is now tied with mm -hmm. Mr. David Leguan for most ever in Predators history. His next goal, uh, which will presumably come again sometime this season, Soon. will make him the <laughs> all-time leading goal scorer for the Nashville Predators. And can we, can we talk about the beauty of that goal? Only Philip Forsberg would tie a record with a between-the-legs, low-slot, gorgeous goal – um, that is definitely one for the record book. So thank you for not only tying that record, Philip Forsberg, but for making it so beautiful for us to see. Yeah, and it was a great play by Matt Duchesne to kind of mosey yes. around there in Roman Yossi with the setup too. Um, that was like the great all-around team play. And I think like at that point, uh, that was like right at the start of third, I was like, okay, yeah, we're back on track. Okay. Yeah, and, and yeah. they were back on track. Uh, you know, I don't want this to get lost, but I think the Preds had a very good third period up until the last five minutes of the period. Five minutes. Um, Absolutely. They really did. And yeah. then they didn't. And then they didn't. Um, here's the other thing. And so Roman didn't. Yossi um, has now passed the 70-point plateau. He has got a total of 72. That is the first Nashville Predator 
in 14 seasons to pass the 70-point plateau. That was the longest such streak in the NHL. Uh, and to and to pound the point home of how weird and bizarre that is, the Atlanta Thrashers, not the Winnipeg Jets, the Atlanta Thrashers <laughs> have had more 70-point goal scores or 70-point scores in the past 14 years than the Nashville Predators have had, including Roman Yossi this year. Um, that is that is a bizarre streak. The, the next, if in case you're wondering, uh, the next closest is the Arizona Coyotes, who haven't had a 70 point score since 2012. Except that streak is also probably going to end this year because Clayton Keller is super close to passing that mark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I think that just kind of goes to show you like how bizarre of a like goal or like, like a like a scoring black hole the Preds have had <laughs> over like their over the past like two decades, yes. and yet they've still somehow been one of the most like consistently decent NHL teams. Yeah, how do you have that record hanging there for that long and still make the playoffs most of the time? That's just bizarre. And yet brings me back to the point, look at us breaking these records. Why are we not why are we not higher in the standings? Again, the existential hockey question of the day. Yes. Why? 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 The Why? the answer to all of life's questions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Roman Yossi, who is also, by the way, on pace to break uh, Paul Correa's all-time points in a season uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Correa had 86. Um, it's, or I'm sorry, he had 85. Uh, Yossi is on pace to get around a little above 90 as it stands right now. Yes. Um, We'll see if he can continue that pace, but it looks like barring a big drop in play or an injury, uh, Yossi is going to be your new single season points holder for the Nashville Predators. Um, And yeah, we mentioned Philip Forsberg earlier. He's now two away from tying Victor Arvidsson's uh, single season record for goals in a year. Matt Duchesne is three away from that mark as well. So one of those two are going to be your new single season goal king at the end of this year so yeah lots of history being made i guess that's one thing you can hang your hat on this season and yet yeah you can't say it hasn't been exciting right (laughs) that's true that is very true you can't say that right well it's friday and that means it is cookie time and time always gives out cookies to her hockey figure of the week and who you got a batch of cookies for this week? Well, this week, you know, like we were just talking about, we've seen some records fall. We're seeing people have these great seasons. We're seeing numbers that we haven't seen in a long time as a franchise. So I'm going to focus on one of those guys. I am focusing on our delightful friend, Tanner Janot. Tanner Janot in the game last night surpassed defenseman Shea Weber for number of hits in a single season. He has, get this number, and, and, and think about the fact that we still have 20-some games left to go, 213 hits 
so far this season, Tanner Janot. He is not only going to hold the record, he is going to blow up this record. And I want to give him cookies, not because I'm into violent hits, but because I think Tanner Janot is one of those people who consistently plays to the identity of this team. He is such a great fit for what John Hines is looking for. He consistently brings that with his third line mates. And I think we're seeing such a great season from him. He's also scoring, you know, some great goals. He's got 20 goals for, or not 20 goals for the season, but he's got uh, times for, is he a 20? Uh, And he's tied right now. He's tied right now uh, for rookie lead of goals. And he's not going to win the Calder. Uh, you know, I, I just don't think his style of play is what they look for. But by dang, he's going to win himself a plate of Duchess cookies because Tanner Janot is doing so many things so well, breaking records, making marks. And I think he is definitely one of the rock stars of this team. So Tanner Janot, I am sending you some warm Duchess cookies. At the end of the day, the cookies is better than the Calder anyway, isn't it? It's a, it's so true. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yay. Monday and is the NHL trade deadline. So we have obviously a lot of crazy stuff coming up. Um, Still have no idea kind of what the predators are going to do Uh, for everything we've heard from David Poyle this week and insiders uh, around the league. um, Philip Forsberg's not going to be traded. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. Uh, But how much are the Predators willing to get into the market? Are they going to go for one more big piece? Um, Are they going to stand pat? Are they going to double down on the guys they have now? Could they maybe kick the tires on one or two depth people? We are going to do our best on Monday to break that down. We have actually two shows for you Monday. So we'll have a regular Mm -hmm. episode out Monday morning, breaking down the Maple Leafs game and looking ahead to kind of trade deadline day. Uh, And then after, after the trade deadline, uh, Ann and I will be live again. We will have a complete trade deadline breakdown of everything the Nashville Predators did or didn't do that day. Uh, And we'll also look around the Western conference and the rest of the league, break down some of the big moves, see if our uh, thoughts on the playoff push have changed any. Uh, So it's going to be a very busy day Monday. I know that's a big day for a lot of you guys. Um, So we will be there with you every step of the way and should be an interesting time. And until we get to that point, where can the people find you online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at onthefourcheck.com as well. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. Also be sure to follow the show at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like the video, leave a comment, let us know what you thought of today's show. Give us your thoughts on the trade deadline. If the Predators need a defenseman, anything else you think they need, uh, let us know. We want to hear about it. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back Monday with trade deadline coverage. We'll see you then.